Collegiate Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 248. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross. Ross, Jedi Jane, as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Tonight, also joining us on the show, writer of Tart, very good friend, longtime friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Joseph. Also, comic book uh, aficionado slash confidant, Mr. J.B. Webb. Bat Freak himself, all the way over from the UK. These guys are sitting in with me tonight uh, to discuss the DC Cinematic Universe. Why are we discussing this tonight? Because I saw Wonder Woman, and it led to me doing a Facebook Live video asking a few questions about the DCU that Kevin Joseph then responded to in a blog post. So we thought, hey, let's pod. So here we go. Wonder Woman, DCU, Kevin Joseph, Jay Webb, and me tonight talking the DCU. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, here we are. We've come together, kids. We've come together with a couple of friends. We have some things to discuss. Join- so many things. So many things. Joining me all the way from the Floridas, the Everglades, <laughs> Gator Country. Uh, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I went to Florida State. This is Seminole Country down here. It's not Gator Country. Sorry. That's a faux pas, my Canadian friend. <laughs> I apologize. Seminole Country. Yes, uh, thank you. He's the writer behind Tart, Morte, uh, other stuff. He's Kevin Joseph. Hello, Kevin Joseph. How are you, Jay? I'm wonderful. I'm excited to have this discussion. Uh, also joining us all the way from across the pond, uh, over there in the UK, in the England, uh, we've got Bat Authoritarian. Uh, uh, he was recently heavy in, heavily involved with uh, story work on The Rejected by our good friend, Mr. Stan Kanopka. He is Jason Webb. Hello, Jason. Hello, Jason. <laughs> joining, joining Jason over in England there are, uh, are, are, are some English birds. So, uh, you know, I hope you all enjoy the, the English wildlife that we're presenting to you this week on An Elegant Weapon. It's my Sound of Nature CD. That's what it is. <laughs> nice. Um, so here's what happened, kids. I went and saw Wonder Woman. And then I posted a reaction video on the Facebook Live there talking about uh, a little bit of confusion I was having with the DCU. Uh, Kevin Joseph and Jay Webb here were both involved in that conversation. And Jay, or sorry, Kevin told me to hang tight for a uh, a blog post that he was going to write on the same subject. So he well, did. Well, well what, what? Was your, what was your question, though? I think everybody needs to know what the question is before we hear the answer. Okay, here's here was my confusion. I saw Wonder Woman. Uh, we will have to get spoilery for this discussion as far as all the yes, DC Universe movies so. as well as probably Marvel movies. So everybody be aware. Spoiler warnings. So I saw Wonder Woman. I absolutely, of course, loved Wonder Woman. I thought it was wonderful. 
what it led me to think about was uh, not necessarily the fact that it is probably you know the the most well done of the, well it is the most well done of the DC universe movies at this point, but it 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 led to me questioning more of the severe extremity of the hatred for the other DC universe movies. It just got me thinking because those movies made a lot of money. They did they were successful by all, you know, financial and terms and all that. They definitely made their money. Uh but they of course had their problems, which I do agree with. They definitely had their problems, but I did enjoy those movies. I very much I'm a huge Zack Snyder apologist to put that out on Front Street there. Uh but I had and do understand the issues that other people had with these movies, but it was just the disconnect between how much they loved Wonder Woman, how much they hated the other movies when I don't I think there are certain things that definitely set them extremely apart, but so many things that are quite unified between those movies. So this led to Kevin's blog post of why he in fact loved Wonder Woman but just Absolutely. flat out did not enjoy the other ones. No, no, no. I hated the other hated ones. The I didn't. I didn't flat out not enjoy here. them. I I'm absolutely to make you think... sound like not too much of a douchebag. No, no. I'm going full <laughs> douche on this. The other three movies in the DC universe, in my opinion, can only be enjoyed sitting next to someone you love, ridiculing the idiocy of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take into account the fact that that's coming from the mind of a writer. Yes. Okay, because that's very important because you did mainly analyze these things through the stories. Okay, so the best critique that I have heard of Batman vs. Superman, I cannot take credit for. This is from Josh Dahl, um, who writes Rapid City Below Zero, the really great indie comic with Sean Langley. Um, we were talking at Philadelphia Comic-Con the, the weekend that I actually met you in real life, and this is his critique, and it is perfect. If you take any 15-second moment in Batman vs. Superman, you'll like it. Any 15-second moment looks good, looks cool, and seems like it's telling a story. When you put them in order... It is crap. Okay. <laughs> I sort of agree with that statement, except to the extent of calling it crap. Uh, because I think that, yes, they were discombobulated, but I don't know. I just basically, I, I didn't think they were crap. And uh, when you go to that extent... <laughs> is it is it just that the the because this is also that was also coming from the mind of a writer as well, which I completely understand, and I do a hundred percent agree with. That's what Wonder Woman got right. Is they yeah. basically took a Zack Snyder movie and yeah. simplified filled the in plot all and of, made filled the plot in make all sense. of the motivations. Right, right. Now, did you see the extended version of Batman versus Superman? Okay, I'm going to answer that question with another question. 
why would I watch a movie that was too long to begin with that is longer? Okay. Now, I watched it and it – Completely different movie. I think, yeah, they they cut out the wrong stuff. From after okay. watching that, that movie, they, there's a whole bunch in there that made a whole bunch of motivations make way more sense. And, and you know what? It's not the first time I've heard that. So I'm, yeah. I can't argue against either of those statements. But now, no, I... I'm going to give Jay the chance here to talk about yes. the fact that coming from the such extreme bat fan that he is and you know putting the writing aside and you know for the reasons that i know jay loved those movies were one of those 15 seconds would have been enough do you know what i mean so (laughs) jay why don't you talk a, a bit about you know you've seen wonder woman at this point yeah jay yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are Definitely. your views on the situation? <clears throat> I think, in all honesty, that the writers had a lot more to do with people's hatred for Batman vs Superman than anything else. Although it was a Zack Snyder movie, directed movie, he wasn't so involved with the story and the writing. Zack Snyder wrote Wonder Woman is the big difference. He could make the movie he wanted, but obviously getting a different director. <coughs> That's a huge point that no one is making. Yeah. Like, cause Zack yeah. Snyder deserves a lot of credit for this Wonder Woman thing. It is essentially a Snyder movie with a different person directing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 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 you know, he here's the thing. Like, there's a it, difference between a story by credit and a screenplay by credit, and it is a huge difference. Very true, absolutely true. Uh, taking into account his older work, Zach, as everyone knows, he's a visual genius. Yes. He's a visual artist. Yeah, absolutely. And, and y- yes, all his movies, when you look at them, are kind of deep complicated emotional situations if you're watching sucker punch or are they or watch in his mind is what i'm saying i'm not saying he's being successful in at it but he's going for something that doesn't fit what the dcu needs to do now i understand where he's gone with it i'm going to give a really good example in a minute but he's not doing what needs to be done story-wise and i get that so it's it you know it it I'm I'm glad that you know he at least had something to do with with the story of of Wonder Woman because I think he's the guy who needs to be sitting there going this is the story this is the story and there needs to be someone else who's editing his thoughts yeah. for him you know well, as long as it's not Warner Brothers then we're all right yeah that's the problem Warner Brothers gets yeah. involved and then you've got these two completely separate movies being mashed yeah. together right. Well, that's definitely the case of Suicide Squad. It's exactly the case of Suicide Squad. Now, here's my big example of where I think Snyder tries to go too far, yet personally for me, it's something I love. But I know I'm in the small (laughs) minority. But let's take the Martha situation, okay? Now, hold on. Hold on. Say it. Give me a chance. Just say it. Just off the top, of course. What did you say to 
when you bring Sorry. it down to it being about the name, it sounds ridiculous, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So let's take the name <laughs> thing out of it, okay? This is how I saw it, and I'm surprised that no one else saw it this way because the name meant nothing to me. It, here, What was the last thing? Okay, what is the big defining moment in Batman's life, right? is the death of his parents. Every- I don't know. I've never seen that in any of his movies, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Everything that Batman <laughs> is extends from the moment that he lost his parents. The sure. very, yes. very, very last thing that he ever saw and heard from his dad was his dad lying on the ground, dying, saying the word Martha. Okay. Later on in the movie, when he's in the situation, he's got Superman pinned, and Superman says Martha. It's not that they have the same name. It has nothing to do with that their mothers have the same name. To me, it was he saw Superman in the position that he saw his dad, and he was the one causing it. He went so far, he crossed the line because he was bitter, like old and battered, bittered Batman or whatever. He went too far, and that moment, that's what clued into him. That snapped him back, yeah. Yeah, this is my father under my foot. That's what he made him stop and say, why did you say that? It had nothing to do with the name itself. This is where I think Snyder goes too far for something like a superhero movie. See what I'm saying? Okay, so the he expects the point... people to fill in the gaps, kind of deal. Yes, you're right. The... He expects too much. I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Okay, so so <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 extend to you the olive branch of no, I've never put it to that he's in the same physical position as Thomas Wayne, but has anyone on a battlefield? gravely wounded, bleeding out, ever said their mom's first name. No, that's the, you got me there. I agree with that a hundred percent. When I'm dying my breath, I'm my, my last breath. If I want to call out to my mother, I'm not going to go, Helen. (laughs) And I love my mom. My mom's Helen Joseph. I love her to death. She's wonderful. But that's, I'm not going to say Helen. No, you're right. I might say mom. I might say mommy. I'm not saying Helen. Right. And that's where it just gets ludicrous. He went back through, he found out both moms had the same name, and he went, you know, it, it, in the 70s, if this was Oliver Stone, I'd know that it was just after snorting two pounds of cocaine. He's just like, they're both, they're both named Martha. I'm going to use that. Yes. But I don't know if that's the case anymore. And I just – somebody needs to sit there and go, this doesn't work. Mom, mother, my mother's dying. Don't put something ludicrous out and expect me to chew it down and swallow it. So what part of the formula do you think made it finally work for Wonder Woman? Like where what do you think what actions did Warner Brothers uh as I know Jay highly believes in did Warner Brothers finally just stay the fuck out of it enough that they were able to make well, it right? Essentially well, I think they put their faith in Snyder and what he's doing. 
Not at all. I no. don't think not after they Beaver's put their faith in Patty right? Jenkins, not Snyder. No, right. no, it was. I think it was more the female-led movie that they were different. They were different in what they were doing. Because it was, like, and essentially, the big difference is obviously it, the plot. The plot is far yeah. simpler. Yeah. Well, the plot is Captain America: The First Avenger, but starring Thor as a female. Well, no. Here's the thing: Captain America: The First Avenger had a lot more to the journey, had a lot more to the entire extent of him where he started becoming Captain America and going through because they had the Bucky okay. thing in there. Uh, they had the war itself. Uh, the, the They had the Peggy Carter thing, even though the Chris Pine obviously is a bit of that. But I found Wonder Woman to be literally like so simple. It was just an odyssey. It was just the quest. Literally, she's got to go kill this guy. That is mm-hmm. the entire plot yeah. of the movie. And- like simplified, obviously. And there's Little things we're learning in offshoots, but compared to Captain America wasn't he's got to go kill the head Nazi. It wasn't just I've got to find the Red Skull and kill him. There was a lot more to the journey, whereas Wonder Woman was a lot more, okay, this is happening. Need to go kill Ares, and that's the movie. I'm not going to say that I was fooled by the twist of who Ares was. Not at all. But my but my eight year old was, and that was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> she could not believe. And spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. It's just another warning. Yeah. She couldn't believe that Lupin could ever be a bad guy. <laughs> I. She went, Professor Lupin's evil. <laughs> I saw it coming later, to be honest. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I saw it coming Lupin. immediately and forgot he existed. Yeah. When he, he was reintroduced. Right, right. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, he, he was just the kind of bit part character initially. Yeah. And then it all just come tumbling back. Yeah. Now, there's, I, there's something I, I wanted to mention. I haven't talked about this to anybody yet. Because there is ooh, there's a there's a flaw in Wonder Woman to me compared okay. to not Suicide Squad, but definitely Man of Steel. Okay. And that was the visual effects. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. now the you know uh, scenes were beautiful, things were shot beautifully, uh, but certain things like the Amazons, there were certain flipping and horse riding and stuff that looked very CGI to me, very yeah. unpolished. Am I wrong? The, no. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Go. Go ahead, Jack. Gonna say was that it, I kind of compared it to that very particular scene in Blade Two, where the Vampire League come flipping in into into Blade's cave, and it kind of all you could see the CGI. Yes. If, if was I was awful. going to critique anything in this movie, and the reason that I put the um, right now Captain America two as the top modern superhero movie it's that the stunts are cgi'd as opposed to real effects that's the only critique i really have of this movie other than that it's just fun and i can accept it it's cool but i would rather see the actor but again gal gadot was pregnant during the filming of this 
So that is a huge um, detriment to doing the stunts you might you might do with her if she wasn't. Well, she was pregnant during the reshoots. Oh, was she, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, okay. so they couldn't do too much for that. But there were certain scenes, like, of course, No Man's Land. Uh, that <laughs> I thought that was beautifully done. And they yeah. here's where Warner Brothers – Maybe they are kind of. This is a sign that they're learning to step back a little, is because they didn't want that scene. And it's yeah. also why I say it's not Zack Snyder's movie. It's Patty Jenkins. Oh, it's definitely who fought for that movie. scene. Absolutely yeah. no. Like I didn't mean to think that it's a Zack movie in any way, but you know he was involved with her and. I- you know, I would love to see Suicide Squad without Warner Brothers getting in and trying yes, to make it funny. Yeah, I'd like yes. to see what the dark. I, I can't remember the director's name right now. I, I apologize. Airs. I yeah. would like to see his unfiltered before Batman v Superman's reviews came out. What his film would have looked like. Yeah, no, I agree. And you really, I, I really enjoyed Suicide Squad. I liked the fun of it. The only thing that killed it for me was. <laughs> The Wolverine scene. The trashering in the sky, right? <laughs> well, no, it was What's the that? witch. was the stupid witch at the end. And yeah. that, that was the thing. Yeah. Like, because there were certain things in that movie. I, I agree. I'd like to see his version because there were certain things I thought were brilliant. Jay and I, you've talked I about. Can't. We've talked yep. about how. Uh, do you remember at the end when they're all tied up and they have their visions? Yes. And they all picture their perfect lives and what they would want, yeah. and they're all different from who they are or whatever, yeah. until they get to Deadshot. And Deadshot's ultimate, honest-to-God dream is to kill the bat. He wants <laughs> to be the guy to kill the bat. And that was yeah. his honest-to-God dream. I thought that was brilliant. I thought all that yeah. little stuff in the movie, and even the way it looked was great. But yeah, they, they, they fell victim to the whole sci-fi thing, just like Wolverine and but- the Silver Samurai, you know? But again, Jay, we're talking about moments and visuals and not characters acting and reacting in the moment to serve it. Characters creating the plot. We're having actors make decisions based only on 10 pages from now. The script says this has to happen. Right. Why was what in the heck? In the in the Suicide Squad movie that I saw, why is the Joker in there? What is that moment where he takes her off the building, they fly away, they get shot down, and she's back with the Suicide Squad in three minutes of screen time? What does that do for story? Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous, and I think everybody is well aware of the fact that the studio and such got far too involved with the whole Joker yes. thing because I would have you, loved yeah. to have seen far more Jared Leto Joker. I yeah. liked what they were going for. Either, oh, yeah, either a lot more or none. Right, right. I totally got you. Yeah, that and was, essentially, you, there, was, there was enough Joker footage to make a Joker movie, wasn't it? Oh, well, are they? Yeah, like, yeah, is he coming right? back or what? Like, That's, He's been teasing it for a little while. Well, uh, I hope we get our chance to see what he can really do with it, because I liked the whole gangster idea. I would love you know? to see him in a in the Batman. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty. Okay, well let's let's talk a little bit about Man of Steel then, because as far as the other DC movies go and character development, it's probably mm-hmm. you know 
the only other one with a you know comparable arc to any to wonder woman at least you know where at least we as much as you may agree disagree with some of the stupidity like i know the biggest thing is how the biggest problem in that movie for most people was pa kent's death and how soup could have saved him and didn't and that he sacrificed him and all this it's hard to say what you would do as a parent to protect your child all three of us are fathers I think we all, you know, it, you, until you're presented with the question of the world versus your kid, where yeah. do you really go? And this is another example, I think, of Snyder going too far, asking a question that wasn't necessary to be asked and just caused confusion. Do you know what I mean? Well, what, why is – okay, so so let's go back to the comics for a second. Exactly. Sorry. What they're missing is the most important Thing about Pa Kent's death was that it was a heart attack and Superman could do nothing about it. And, and, and just and just the moral character of the Kents is the reason Batman doesn't need to have the kryptonite that he has. Yes. There's no other reason. It's the moral strength and love and nobility of this little couple and that that took in this alien and taught him truth justice in the american way you know that beautiful noble and corny corny level of boy scoutness of Superman. I'm a Marvel junkie. I like my superheroes with problems. I like my my Wolverines drinking beer and hitting on girls with boyfriends. <laughs> but what makes Superman amazing on screen and is that he has the power to take over. But because two people loved him and taught him right for wrong, he never will. And you do not get that in Man of Steel. You have yep. Pa Kent tell Superman maybe he should have let kids drown. Yeah. I, that was my big tough. problem. That was pretty much my only problem with that movie, to be honest. It's a big problem yes. because I'm a big believer in the heart attack thing that Superman <laughs> couldn't do anything about it. And you're yep. absolutely right of the morality but other than that, I thought the movie wasn't confusing. Do you know what I mean? No, it wasn't. I didn't think uh, Man of Steel disjointed. Was confusing. You know, it, it, I think the only reason that Man of Steel was doomed so much was it always had the expectations to live up to the original Superman movie. Well, it did have one three. thing going for it, though. Nobody liked Superman Returns, so it didn't. It had that yeah. speed bump. Yeah. And it still didn't. You, we, we all want the person before us to fail because it makes our job a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and and there were parts of Man of Steel that I loved. I and I'll tell you what the biggest you know criticism I've heard is Superman breaking Zod's neck, and I don't have any problem with that because it at least happened with motivation that I, as an audience member understood. I, so many things in that film don't have that. Like Zod gets Superman on his ship. 
and brings Lois Lane the on the ship too. For no other reason than ten pages later in the script, she has to get Superman to escape. And as a writer, that infuriates me. Right. You can't do that. Right, right. Your characters have to... You can make a mistake, and you can screw up, and you can, you know... Thing, I mean, things are cliche and hand to God and all that, but God, this is a $230 million movie, and you have a mistake like that. It's it, As a writer, that's unforgivable. So, obviously... The one thing everyone agrees on, whether you think that you know the movies were fun at least enough to enjoy them, is it has always been the story, has always been the plot, has always been a way to figure it out. Because yeah. Marvel has a formula. If you yeah. look at oh every single Marvel movie, the they're all the exact same movie. They're with one exception, I think. What's that and exception? I think the one exception is Ant Man. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I don't see it as I don't see it as so much as following the formula rather than going for a comedy movie. Essentially, they definitely went for the comedy a lot easier yeah. and more comfortably than any of the movies did, or probably even. I think that had a lot to do with Paul Rudd, though. To so, be yeah. fair. Okay, I'll be back in a sec. Hold on. Yeah, my I I would. I'd argue that Cap Civil, um, not Civil War. I'm sorry, Cap, uh, the Winter Soldier, doesn't follow the formula. Um, no, they, they try to go a different direction with that. I think. Yeah, that's more of a spy. Yeah. You know, type thing. Now, I was definitely disappointed in Doctor Strange. I thought that was formulaic. Um, it had cool special effects, but not with any, not special <laughs> effects that made that moved to me. That, so, that's the thing about the that is what at least DC has going for them. And I know a lot of people complain about the colors and the darkness and everything, but I mean for a lot of us we fucking love that shit. Yes. Like like I don't think there's anything more beautiful at least visually than a Zack Snyder movie. To show me Batman like See, I'm the opposite of you, Kev. I like my superheroes like gods. I like them to be infallibly morally perfect i like that to be the fact that they well then that's ever... not in the dc universe i know i know and that's what wonder <laughs> woman has brought though yes that's what wonder if... woman has brought to this that man of steel they tried and failed but i think they were kind of going for it but i think that's going to be the big major course correction they're going to make is obviously simplify these plots make things more fun and you know, I think we were letting Zack Snyder back in. You know, I, I think we were letting Zack Snyder back in. It was essentially Warner saying, "We like to watch men do it again." Uh, you know what? Here's my and thing you up can on see Zack Bill. Snyder. Oh gosh, I don't know, Jay. I don't know. I think he's done what he can do, and he. I I don't know. Like I I just disagree. Uh, I I think that when his best two movies to me are 300 and Watchmen when he had exact storyboards to put on screen. Yeah. 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 And when he comes up with the story, it's, you know what? I think they're too simple. 
maybe Jay, maybe Jay's right. They're too complicated. Yeah. But they don't work. Essentially, what stories? Go ahead. A thought that I've just had based on what you said, Kev, was 300 is essentially just one mini story, and Watchmen the same. And they're all based on the writings of some of the greatest comic book writers to ever write. And there's a lot of history to Superman and Batman. Yeah. There's a lot more history of Superman and Batman to go back through. And obviously you can't read every single Superman story before he starts a a movie. True. Well, they did try. That was one thing. They tried to put a few too many storylines into Batman versus Superman for it to actually properly yep. work they should have stripped line but i i just think it's the slack thing i think like okay we admit the fact everybody knows zach you know you're not the story guy but you are easily the greatest cinematographer in history yes. and uh, you know, he's a good cinematographer well i mean as far as the imagination i mean as far as nobody <laughs> can take a comic book and put it on screen as literally as he can yep. he so, is a beautiful music video director. So, you know, when you throw in <laughs> something to help, like, I don't think yeah. Joss Whedon would be as willing to be as involved no. if they weren't heading in the right direction now, at least. I have a lot of well, faith for the... not. I don't have faith in Justice League that Joss Whedon is involved. I have faith that he is willing to to be involved willing to be involved yeah and that's I'm, very important God, you know what i am just really afraid that um putting peanut butter and chocolate is not going to taste great with us it's going to be very interesting to see but essentially all, all he's doing is seeing the movie home though right because it is essentially done well he's filling it out- is but the rumors the rumors now are three months of reshoots I don't know if that's true, but that's rumors I read this morning. But they were full on out wow. is what they did is they had a screening and Zach invited a whole bunch of people like his friends and yeah. peers and colleagues. And they came to the screening and, you know, he took a bunch of their advice. He took what he thought, you know, needed more of or whatever. And that's when he went to Joss and he was like, something's missing. There's, you know, missing here, missing there. Can you help me? And Joss was like, absolutely. So that's what – he brought him in to write more. He didn't bring him in to direct yeah. anything. He said, no, and, and, he said I'm and he missing f- what I know. It's great because he admitted. He said, I'm missing what I know everybody wants. Can you please write me some fill-out to make it more that? And, and And I am not a fan of him as a director. He had a family tragedy, and I cannot be any more sympathetic to the fact that he had to – he he had to go for his him and his family. Yeah. I'm sure he, I would believe, and and you know I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan. Buffy's one of my favorite things ever. Huge inspiration. I would believe that Joss helping Zach with the little writing would end up a better movie than it might end up now with Joss taking over a Zack Snyder movie. I am worried about another train wreck. I don't think he's like anything he's shooting is not is like pure like two head one shot conversation he said so anything that he's shooting that's going to be added to it like basically he's got to shoot the stuff that he wrote that zach was going to shoot right 
So yeah. all that stuff apparently involves no action, no big set okay. pieces, no big, you know, anything. He's just filling out more of the heart, apparently. So the scenes he's going to be shooting are more, you know, characters, conversations and stuff. So that that I would lean – I totally see what you're saying, but that I would lean a little closer to uh, it probably helping the movie than not helping the movie. You know? Okay. So we're hoping for that. But I think – a lot of this is going to peg on sticking true to the characters, and that's been a major problem. Wonder Woman, of course, that's the big thing. Simplified the plot, gave it some heart, and stuck to the character. If they can do that for the Batman, I think the Batman will be fine. Uh, problem with Justice League, I think the only thing Batman is... Batman will be fine anyway. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> but you got a lot of concentrate. The only thing I'm worried about... Justice League is them throwing too much in there again. You know, yeah. just collect, yes. collect the league and fight the bad guy. If they can keep it that simple, I think it's going to be good. I don't think that the, uh, obviously Superman's going to return. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to have to fight him. <clears throat> That's my good. call. I think that uh, with the black. The evil person brings him back. Yeah, I think Steppenwolf's going to use a mother box or something or whatever yep. the hell. I think he comes back as like a minion, like, you know, either brainwashed or whatever. And I think the League is going to have to fight Superman. And I think they should just bring Kevil back as Bizarro Superman and never have the real one. Nice. And just like, <laughs> me, me, hate me. You know. There's a mix that needs to be found with the right Superman, though. Because, I mean, a lot of people love the Superman that's being portrayed on Supergirl right now. And that it's a throwback to Christopher it's Reeve, but I think it's too dorky, I, mean, I think. Caviel yeah. looks exactly how I would like Superman to look. Does yes. he really? To me, yeah. Who? Except in Batman vs. Superman, he always looked constipated because oh, it looks like sorry, he I, did... I, Okay, I, sorry, I thought you meant the guy from Supergirl. Oh, I, the, the the Man of Steel guy. It looks like he wanted to put on seven more pounds of muscle and he didn't get there, so he's flexing too much. So he did look constipated. But other than that, he really looks like Superman to me. Uh, I I always wanted, like, uh, I always thought John Hamm had that Superman look, you know? Yeah. Or even if you go for, like, the... Joel on, yeah. Or even, uh, what's his name? Putty. Uh... <laughs> It's like take, can't do it. But he looks like can't an Alex it. Ross. He looks like an Alex Ross Superman. Yes. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you know, like that, Warburton that George just... Re- yeah, Warburton looks like that George Reeves type Superman. You know? He's just the guy that you laugh at, though, so he just has to be the tick or nothing. Now, the Marvel movies, though. I don't want to yeah. leave them alone too much because, I, you know, as much as I enjoy a Marvel movie, and some of them are the best comic book movies ever made, I think far mm-hmm. too many of them get far too much credit i think this formula the problem with this formula and the reason they're talking so much about really shaking stuff up for phase four is they know this formula is running out of steam and how far can you take the whole idea of oh i'm someone who has a destiny that i don't know that i'm destined for and oh my life sucks oh look at this wonderful thing happen oh i have powers oh there's my bad guy oh i beat the bad guy after being betrayed by my best friend and movies because <laughs> that's what keeps happening over and over and over and over again so is that not playing on you as a writer at all i i was not um moved um you had stepped away for a second 
Doctor Strange did not move me at all. Okay. So Doctor Strange didn't move me at all. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 made me laugh my butt off. But and, and it, it had it had moments of really touching um, family stuff, but as far as being moved, maybe not. But Cap Three was excellent. Cap Two is the best movie since The Dark Knight. Um, the biggest movie, and it's not an MCU that really made me just stand up and go, oh my God, was Logan. Logan needs to be looked at just to be shown everybody. You can do a movie different and it can be amazing. Even if it's shite. You you don't like Logan? Oh God. Oh Jesus Christ. Jay, tell him about this past 17 years of bullshit I've been going through. Essentially, Logan has been missing one major, major thing uh-huh. as a full berserker rage. Uh, here's and the deal: it, it never quite lives. It never quite gets there. Hugh Jackman is so far away from any Wolverine I've ever envisioned that I haven't been able to take it since <laughs> maybe the second movie. And my problem with Logan was the same thing that happens to every other fucking Logan movie. And that's that yeah. the two first two thirds build to build to build to build to build. Like build. The most and brilliant comic book movies ever made. And then yeah. the end falls flat as fuck. Are you really going to tell me that the best thing you can come up with after 17 years and all these Logan stories is for him to fight a fucking clone of himself Come on, <laughs> that is just pathetic. Okay, that I it, uh, yet another government doctor does another thing to steal another piece of Wolverine to do something with it and make the bad guy. Oh my God, the I I fully gave up during the Wolverine when he was running through that first two thirds are like Frank Miller awesomeness. Yes, and then you get to a point where oh, he's yeah, the running, he's bad. running through the snow. In a snowy Japanese village at night. He's got a hundred ninjas attacking him. He's got spears in him. He's got arrows in him. They got a choice. Either do it and go to the Berserker Rage. Kill a hundred ninjas. End of movie. Perfect comic book movie. Probably the best ever. But no. Wolverine blacks out. Right. Wolverine passes out and then wakes up to having to fight a giant cartoon samurai. And yeah. it's the exact same thing that happened in Logan. It was a matter yeah. of why, really? We couldn't have some... I would have rather seen Sabretooth come back and them have to settle old scores than have to deal with a clone of himself. Are you kidding except me? Except for except for old, beaten down, weak Logan having to fight someone who was stronger than he'd ever been in his entire life. But he took a and drug to fight him. They had to give him no, a No, the drug had run out by the time he faced him face to face. The drug was used when he basically took out all the reavers. By the time he faced himself face to face, he was the drug was running out. But what Logan has is Patrick Stewart at the 
absolute peak of an amazing actor giving a friggin' Shakespearean level performance. I'll give yep. you that, but it wasn't Professor X. It was Professor <laughs> X thirty years down the road when he's lost his mind, here's and I can deal of, with that. Here's the thing about Professor X, and there's another thing. As much as I love his portrayal and I love his character that he's created for these movies, it's not the Professor X from the comics. The Professor X from the comics is a fucking asshole. He's <laughs> he's true. fucking mean. <laughs> He's fucking rude. He's fucking arrogant, and he's righteous. He's pompous. All these things the- are the the Professor X that I remember reading all my life. And Pat, and Patrick Stewart, as much as it, it you know, I enjoyed the performance. He turned him into a kindly old teacher who's very soft spoken, yeah. good with yeah. kids. And yes, where he went in Logan was. I agree. Brilliant. Like, give the man an Oscar, in fact. Absolute brilliant, brilliant performance. But it's coming from old shit that I still just can't get over. I have The X-Men movies are the biggest fucking thorn in my goddamn side. I can't even tell you. Just, but, oh. but we don't have any of these movies without that first X-Men. We don't have if they any didn't of these make movies. money on that, yeah. Well, we don't have any of these movies without Blade. But anyways, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I yeah, even like the first but... two. I will give you the first Wolverine. He was closest to Wolverine, probably character wise, in the first one. Uh, the story was the best in the first one, and yeah. it was done a little different because yeah, back then you, you know it, we weren't ready for yellow spandex like we are now. Right, right. So I get all that. Then part two, part two was just brilliant movie. Like yeah. the Wolverine story was treated much better than any of the movies in that movie. And plus just the, the Nightcrawler, everything about X2. Yeah. But then right after that, <laughs> it just fucking yep. falls off a cliff. And every time oh, they yeah. announce that they're going to do it again, it just hurts my brain because what are they going to have to do? To like, I just don't get why Disney isn't like, okay, here's a billion dollars, give us our X-Men back, you stupid bastards. I want everyone to not see these movies, because you know what Marvel will do? Marvel will give us the uncanny X-Men. Marvel will yeah. give us a berserker raging Wolverine that could fight a Hulk. Okay, well, I, I don't know. You Hugh need to Jack you need to get an R-rated Marvel movie before I can say that, because it is, it is uh, Fox that's given us Deadpool and Logan. This is true. This is true, and I will. You're absolutely right. Well, essentially, the closest to a Wolverine comic that any Wolverine movie has got was X23. Yes, you're right. Yeah, she was Uh, badass. She she was the closest to a Berserker Rage that Wolverine has ever been. Yeah, I want to see like, yeah, it's cool in the slow motion to see that he, yeah, he's actually sticking his claws like through heads and into skulls. Through heads, yeah. What I want to see is like when Wolverine's claws, when Wolverine's claws go through someone, they need to go through someone. Yeah. Like what I always hated about these movies is how the claws can be stopped when in motion because they shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Like when mm. the, when he's like on like a plane or whatever and he like sticks his claws in to like hold himself there or climb up mm-hmm. a wall. That shouldn't work. Those claws no. should be sliding like butter through anything through, yeah. they touch. That's why, I guess, 
it was it was it was cool you know gory restricted like visuals but the rage was still not there i name me a better comic book moment than when rogue asks him if the claws hurt and he looks at her and says every time oh yeah brilliant that is brilliant absolutely every time because <laughs> it's it's just like every time he uses this it is the searing pain of three knives going through your hands yeah yeah that puts it in perspective what's going through his head yeah it's pretty cool it's uh i did enjoy the first one probably or maybe the second most of all of them but i think it's just time that we've gotten to a point where marvel has proved it can be done properly Let's do them properly. Like, I can't believe they're doing the Phoenix Saga again. And, yeah. and Apocalypse didn't do that well. Like, why are you sticking with this? Like, oh, like really, you didn't make enough movie, uh, enough money off Deadpool to just go that way? Stick with that. Like, that Colossus, see, no, I... that was the fucking Colossus. That was, <laughs> see what I mean? Yeah. That was Colossus yeah. from the comics that I remember to a T. Like, just yeah. do it how it was done, you know? Give me a short, five-foot, hairy, young Harvey Keitel-looking fucking Wolverine. I'm ready to go. You know? See, now, I can I can forgive character limitations. Like, I, I've never seen Daredevil, but I remember my friend Slew being just, just crazy angry. And he, he was African-American, but being crazy angry that Kingpin was African-American. And I was like, are you going to find another actor who can, who can act as big as uh, Michael Clark Duncan? He's like, I don't care. He's white. I'm like, you know what? At some point, if, if an actor envelops the character, I will forgive. Like if in this new, this new um, Spider-Man, if Mary Jane can act, Oh my gosh. What a beautiful young lady. I don't care if she's not, you know, light-skinned and, and red hair. Well, it's she's not Mary gorgeous. Jane, eh? Mary Jane's no, not she's in not this Mary movie. Isn't she Mary Jane? No, no, no. she's not. Zend- Zendaya is... Uh, Zendaya, yeah. Zendaya is, is Michael Keaton's daughter. Yeah. And the oh, other... I did not know that. The <laughs> other, there's the other girl that's like mulatto that he has a crush on. But yeah, Mary Jane's not introduced in the universe yet. So, you know, but oh, I wouldn't, I thought I wouldn't she was Mary minded, Jane. My bad. Uh, I wouldn't have minded if they'd done that. Like Wally West to me is black now because of the flash, you know, that's just yeah, in my yeah. head. I don't mind that stuff. I just think he was a shitty kingpin. Like I enjoy that movie's fun. I didn't see the movie. So it's, I don't know. It's a fun popcorn movie. It is. I don't think okay. it deserves yeah. the slack that it gets. No, not it's, at all. It's totally. It's still a movie I never turn off when it's on. Yes, ever. absolutely. Okay. I agree. It's uh, totally there. It doesn't compare to what they've done with it since on Netflix. But to your point, they were able to find someone not nearly as physically large as Michael Clark Duncan, but who was able to make himself far more intimidating. Far more to find, intimidating. To find the character and because yeah. okay. Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, I think they really missed. Brilliant. I think they missed not putting him in Spider-Man right yeah. away. Like, if they yeah. put him in a Spider-Man movie, oh, all the Oh, time. really? Oh. Have you not seen Daredevil, the Netflix? My wife and I are so weird. We, like, um, we can never catch up on the movies we've DVR'd, so we can't. It's only $14 a month, but we can't 
pay fourteen dollars a month when we can't get rid of the movies in our DVR? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? No, I feel you. I feel you. But some some so we've weekend, never done that. You gotta binge it because. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin is the second best Marvel villain there has been by yes, far, by by absolutely. leaps and bounds. That performance, he took such a fucking two-dimensional character and so enriched it. It is – it's award-deserving. Like he is absolutely he, – he turned, he, he turned him into this incredibly complex individual. And it's brilliant, and he's far more intimidating than Michael Clark Duncan was. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. So who is number one then? If if he's number two. Well, here's the thing: you've missed this too, because it's also a Netflix situation. Yep. Because David Tennant as the Purple Man. Oh. oh okay. And Jessica oh, Jones so is the most disturbing fucking brilliant. thing. Like it makes the Joker, it makes Heath Ledger's Joker look like. Batman 66 Joker. Yes. Oh, wow. This guy does things that are made me... I haven't cringed watching something like I uh, I have like that in a long time. It was seriously disturbing. Like, the fact that he hasn't won award after award for that performance yes. blows my mind. Like, See, again, I think it'd just be overlooked based on being a comic book creation. But it is absolutely perfect. It's beyond perfect. He does things really like... Uh, I, I can't even... Even better than Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> you mean Ivan News in X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> no, but but yeah, Kevin, he does... Like, like he has power of suggestion, right? Like, anything he says, right. you have to do. Right. But he's, he's such a, a broken... Evil man, genius, man, boy, evil genius, child, yep. person that he, just off a whim, like if someone's in his like looking at him in the wrong general direction, he'll say such silly things. Like he'll be like, he'll get irritated at someone and be go go stand, you know, go stand over there, you know, or like something simple like that. Just go stand over there, and if go that, stand in the corner, yeah, like go stand in the corner, go stand next to that fence, right? So he tells this one guy at one point, he's like. Leave me alone and go stand by that fence, right? And then he forgets about the guy. And then the scene moves on, and then, like, the next episode, the camera pans back by that fence, and that mm -hmm. guy is still standing there, shaking, sweating, covered in piss and shit. Like, he's just been shitting and pissing himself, and he's shaking, and, like, he's totally fucked up because he can't leave. Like, he, oh, okay. he's so compelled to do what he was told... That like like you know there's certain points where he's like can't shake it yeah he's like annoyed at the waiter so he's like pick up that butter knife put it in your neck and the butter and he, the waiter just picks it up puts it in his neck okay and it's it's the it's the lack complete lack of you know any kind of humanity to it and then on the flip side he's got daddy issues and shit it's like uh -oh. it's so good it's such a good performance it's it's so unbelievably impressive david essentially i think i think what these netflix shows have done is make me notice the marvel formula more in movies yes yes because you see what they can do yes yes <laughs> over a long form it's incredible how far they can take some of these characters like 
I just want more Netflix. You would shows. never expect Jessica Jones to be anything but a one-off movie. Mm. Right. No, it's, you know, it's, I, I would love to just see more Netflix. I'm far more, I think right now I'm more excited for Punisher than any of the new Marvel movies coming yes. out, you know, yeah. like, although infinity defenders. War, defenders will be fun, man. I'm totally looking forward yeah. to that, but it's, it's weird now with Infinity War coming because we were promised like 68 Marvel characters on screen and, yeah. and none of them are going to be, or maybe they're lying to us, but to not start mixing the show into something like that yeah. or all the shows, because apparently now there's rumors that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to cross into the Netflix shows. Oh, really? Okay. Right. So, I don't know. I think they missed an opportunity there by keeping those separate because that was Marvel's big thing was all our stuff is connected, except kind of not really. You know? <clears throat> yeah, that was – I mean I started watching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while and uh, it was pretty I, I pretty villain of the week, pretty formulaic, pretty boring. And then when Cap 2 happened – and all fucking hell broke loose on shield. I was like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just, they weren't, they weren't, they were holding off until they could get to it. Right. And then, <laughs> and then they just, you know, just messed around. And well, this and we, season we, came back strong, dude. I don't know if yeah. you watched the ghost rider and LMD arcs. No, we quit oh. after a Mockingbird and her her ex husband left because right. we had realized that um, those two were the only two characters we cared about, and then they kicked them off the show and didn't give them their own pilot. Right. We watched one more show and we went, you know what? This is not worth an hour of our time every week. Sure, we've got movies on DVR that we can't watch, and <laughs> we're not getting Netflix, so we had to we had to drop it. Well, so. this season they brought in the Robbie Robbie Reyes, uh, or was it Robbie? Reyes? Which was again Reyes? brilliant. Yeah, Robbie Reyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was that was the first half of the season, and that they stuck so close to the comic it was scary down yeah. down to the other ghost rider making a cameo oh really yeah, okay yeah yeah and i'm not going to tell you how but it was one of the best cameos i've ever seen the way it was handled to be honest you can spoil it i'm not okay well they show like uh robbie reyes in the show and he's driving his car and he's mad or something i don't know but he gets into an accident and the car crashes and he's lying there and he's about to die and he makes his deal with the devil and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then then you hear him say, because he's doing like a narrative, like a voiceover. And he goes, and I heard his motorcycle pull up. And this motorcycle pulls up, but you can only kind of see it from under the car crash. Mm -hmm. So you never see the Ghost Rider's face. But you see him get off his motorcycle, walk over to Robbie Reyes and like pass on the power and keep him alive. And go, oh, wow. and go on his way. And it was just portrayed so well throughout the thing. And then they brought in this LMD, like, Matrix-type arc for the last half of the season that this, they threw all the formulas out the window, man. They were like, let's just really? fucking do it. Let's just fuck with shit. And they they did really hardcore. I was, I was about to fall off the show before this season, and I was okay. like, 
Ghost Rider kept me on because I was like, fuck, yeah, I want to see Ghost Rider, right? But Ghost Rider was done well enough that he could just be stuck into a movie, no problem. What do you think? Yeah. You think wow. so, Jay? Absolutely. Absolutely. He was uh, – that was probably the only reason I actually went back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. It was for the Ghost Rider stuff. And that guy played him well. I don't know his name off yeah, the top of my well. head. But he could – they could easily just take this guy and drop him into a movie and he would be yeah. – easily on level with everybody else can you can you realize how lucky we are can you imagine <laughs> when you were 12 years old eight years old i was about 12 when i picked up my first x-men comic like yeah we we had the christopher reeves superman and we had we had the reruns of the 66 batman and you know what they were both awesome i loved them both oh yeah but how lucky are we to sit here and dissect what we do and do not like about Batman for Superman, Man of Steel, <laughs> Deadpool, Logan. Yeah. You're mad that Patrick Stewart is too awesome in the movie. I mean, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> How luckier. We are. And you know what? I think. I think things are coming together more now because there's been so much fighting and infighting for so long. Uh, somebody tweeted Chris Hemsworth. Who was it? Gal Gadot was on a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't I remember this. what show it is. but basically, Good Morning America, maybe? Maybe, yeah. And they tweeted at Chris Hemsworth. They were like, who would win in a fight, Wonder Woman or Thor? And Chris, I was shocked by this. But Chris Hemworth, he didn't even make much of a joke. He said, "Oh, she'd kick his ass. Yeah. She'd kick all the ass." And absolutely, that was incredible to see. To that extent, that we're not even being jokey about it anymore. Because I'd like it all to be. I would be happy if DC was bought by Disney, and it was all under one big happy family roof. Because yeah. it's how we should be. Like, yes, keep the worlds and the universes separate. They're their own things, but. But yeah, you're right. We are in a time where we are so spoiled, it's unbelievable. Yes. I remember having to get my fix. I would have to watch those old Captain America stop motion comic cartoons. Yeah. And you know I think I've seen those once or twice. Oh, those yeah, are crazy. man, back in the day and you know And uh, all the DC TV shows as well. Oh, they're Yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah. Arrow, Arrow, Flash, League of Tomorrow, like yeah, yeah. See, for me, Flash is amazing. Is it? It's, it's so just Flash yeah, for me personally. He is. He's he's he really really is. Yeah, he's really nailed that character down to the comic book roots of yeah. it. Although I have to admit, I'm excited to see what Ezra Miller is going to do with it. Yeah. You know, I I don't think he's going. Hopefully, be, it's a different take. I think he's still going to be that funny fun moral guy but i think he's just going to be not a confident guy like grant gustin grant gustin he gives this confident air about him just in general yeah. that he's a well put together guy i think ezra miller is just going to be he's going to be that the funny nice guy but probably <laughs> yeah he, no i think he's going to be a little more introverted like a little more like a geek yeah. like a little more of yeah. the scientist side like that's one thing that you forget when i'm watching the flash tv show i forget yeah. barry's a scientist yeah you know they don't push that side of it much the, for, the forensic science and all that stuff yeah they don't push a lot of that where i think the movie's gonna involve a little more of that side of the character yeah. for sure you know so 
But we, you're right. We got all this stuff. There's so much to love, and I do love it all. And we're very lucky to even have the rights to complain about the things yeah. that we <laughs> complain about, you know? So, Absolutely. You know, I hope it just keeps going. And who knows? We've gotten to a point now uh, where, yeah, phase four of Marvel is going to have to go even crazier. You know, we've Black got Panther. we've got the Black Panther. We've got Preacher oh, yeah. coming back soon. You know, the, never mind the big two. Think about all these other shows. Uh, you know, the Preacher, American Walking. I know Dead. it's not comics, but American Gods oh, is kicking ass on so, the stars. Oh, so good! Have you guys watched any of it? Oh, I haven't. Oh, There's I, no Mario this way yet. It's the the first the first four or five episodes. I do. I do fear it's preaching to the converted a little too much, uh, because if you haven't read the book, they're not really explaining much of what's going on. Well, here's the thing, though, is they're 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 taking a bit of a Walking Dead approach to it, where Kirkman treats the show like a second chance. He treats it like a chance to fix the things or change it's the things the... he didn't okay. like about the comic, and like he always regretted cutting Rick's hand off. He always regretted okay. Rick losing his hand. That's why he has it in the show. It's not because he can't afford it or anything. It's because he regretted that decision. So American mm. Gods is Gaiman getting a chance to kind of flush things out a little bit more. Like if you if you keep watching uh, <coughs> Mad Sweeney and Dead Wife, who Mad Sweeney's only in the book like three times. And, yeah, I was I was assuming spoilers uh, that. We weren't going to see him much longer. So, And he's become a major part so far. I don't know how long we're going to see him, but a lot of this, you know, half the show so far has revolved just around just around uh, Dead Wife and Mad Sweeney as much as it has Shadow. Yeah. So they're definitely taking a bit of a, a change. Uh, you know, they're, 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 if you see last week's episode... It's one, no, we're too behind. It's one of those so, episodes. Don't they, get too spoiled. No, this one I care about. It's it's <laughs> it's a story from the book, but they substitute a different character in the story. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're doing a very very Walking Dead styles, but it's beautiful. But I also wanted to touch on when we were talking about the fucking stupid crappy ass X universe. They finally did one God. thing right because Legion was Legion. brilliant. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Oh, I've it's one of it. my favorite things of the year. Legion was how all X Men should be done. Yeah. By the way, you can't say they finally did one thing right and ignore the Quicksilver scene and uh, back. Okay. Um, yeah. You're days right. of Future Past. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, one. That's one thing Singer was brilliant at. Was, he knows Quicksilver somehow. <laughs> well, no, he knows he knows amazement. He the one thing he knew how to do was how to treat their powers as mystical and wondrous, and mm-hmm. and he knows how to take a power and use it to its advantage. And that's you know like like the the Nightcrawler scene at the beginning of yeah. X two when he attacks the White House. Yeah, that's Amazing. still one of the greatest comic book scenes ever put on film. Like I can't argue hands that. down, like that use of those powers. Like imagine how yeah. technical it was to shoot that fucking scene. Yeah. You know, that's that's where Singer shines. Well, you just get a guy who can teleport. It's not that hard. 
No, but having to... <laughs> That's a lot of setup, man. Sure, oh, finding the guy that, that can do it is tough. <laughs> once you have him, it's once really... you find a furry blue devil they say elf. they say most directing is casting nice <laughs> <laughs> all right fellas well i think that was a little good haver out there uh kevin joseph i respect your opinions and agree with them even though i may not feel them as emotionally deep as you do which seems to be how you feel uh, in uh vice versa to me and mr j webb here uh, uh, you know Kevin's what? dead to me uh, yes, <laughs> but but like Superman, I will probably return to the living yeah. very soon. Uh, I, I just I, I appreciate the fact though that I know that uh, you'll always keep an open mind as long as these things. Keep oh yeah, coming, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I, absolutely. I, I I have no problem if anybody has a different opinion than me, as long as I know that that's I'm wrong. right. <laughs> I'm right, and they're wrong, and that's perfectly okay. Because you know what. Nobody can like everything, and it's we we have all these things, and there's something yep. for you, something for me, and that's and a lot of it, it's for all of us. Well, the, here's and, the thing: this whole conversation, this whole yeah. conversation stemmed from the fact that we did all like something, and we yeah. did think yeah. that they finally got something really, really yeah. right. And because yeah. yeah. I remember, kids, that video I talked about, I had no problems with Wonder Woman, thought it was no. wonderful, brilliant, and beautiful. It just made me reexamine the other movies in, yeah. in certain ways. But Wonder Woman, keep it up. Keep it up, DC. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with everything else, but this was even better. So if yeah. we can stick with this, if please, please, please. You know what? I don't care. I know I'm going to like Justice League. I just hope it pleases. I'm 100. percent I'm going to be there opening day. Oh yeah. I think it will be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Well, come back uh, after Justice League has been released, and uh, we'll get these guys back together, and we will continue this conversation uh, with a little bit of Justice League thrown in there. So, Jason Webb, thank you for getting up at 4:20 in the fucking morning to talk yeah. with us all the way from fucking. My problem. Where the fuck are you again, Coventry? Are you in Coventry? Yeah. Yeah, that's I am. right. At the moment, currently, yeah. He's currently in Coventry. Uh, Kevin Joseph, whereabouts in the Floridas are you? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Lauderdale. Uh, guys, thanks so much for hanging out and shooting the shit and talking some comic book movies with me. My pleasure. Anytime and every time. Kids. And you know what? I hope I'm wrong about Justice League. Hey, that's that's very very sweet of you to say. Uh, I just got that Kevin's back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, kids, that's all we're gonna have this week on an elegant weapon. Take it easy.